Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin Office and Studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to The Naughty Rude Show, your one-stop shop for dating, sex and relationship advice here on Sin. You are joined here tonight by myself, Tammy, Lena and Liz. Hello, everyone. Hey. How are we doing? How are we feeling? doing so well so happy to be back for our second episode how about you Liz not too shabby not too shabby excited for some spicy topics very spicy <laughs> week more spicy we than love last week, I'd say true <laughs> the further we get the spicier we get we love some spice here at Naughty Rude Show we've got some really cool things coming up we're going to be talking about the ick I'm excited to delve into that what is the ick the what are we talk always a great one great thing to chat about and we have some phenomenal listener questions, which I think is, well, at least my favourite part of the show every week. Don't know about you guys, but it's mine. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking a lot more about dating, funnily enough, dating sex and relationship advice. Isn't that great? That's what we do here. We always love you to get engaged with the show on our socials at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find us at the Naughty Rude Show. And we also love you to get involved with the show, asking questions. We have no judgment here. You can get involved at the show.tumblr.com slash ask. Just a reminder, though, that some content might be a bit sensitive. So we've got some helplines that you guys can reach out to. So there's Beyond Blue at 1300-224-636. That's 1300-224-636. Kids Helpline at one 800 55 one eight zero zero. That's one eight hundred five five one eight zero zero. And Q Life Helpline at one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. That's one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. Just a reminder that we aren't actually medical professionals, even though we like talking about this stuff. We can only really offer you guys our advice and opinions. And also another reminder that. We use some spicy language sometimes, and we talk about some interesting and crude things occasionally. It's just a heads up about that. We're starting off tonight's show with a special topic, the ick. It's something that we all experience, hopefully rarely in, in relationships and dating, more so dating. And how do we like navigate through this sort of 
ick feeling. I would like to define it before we start getting into it. I found a few different definitions online, but it's basically when you're seeing someone and suddenly your attitude towards them flips after they do something, like it's like a turn off switch where they might do something that makes you feel basically icky inside. Have you guys had this experience? I'm sure we all have. Yeah, See, I, I can't say that I relate. Oh, you <laughs> really? Never the no, honestly. Oh, look, probably because I give people the ick more, more often than not. No. But, um, <laughs> no, what are you I don't about? think I've ever had a sudden flip. Like gradually over time, I have noticed habits more and more where I'm like, ew, like why? Like why do I even like you? But it's more like a <laughs> lovingly like, you're so gross, but you're my little ball of gross. <laughs> like I'm, I don't That's think sweet, I've ever though. had like a sudden really like cute. switch. Mm-hmm. I've had red flags, red flags from the beginning, but not, not, not the eek, not the eek factor, I don't think. I don't know. What about you, Liz? I know, I'm, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm trying to think of like, any moments where like somebody said something and I've been like, but I can't, I can't quite seem to place one. Oh my God, guys, I'm ready to go with these. Okay, then go go off, go off. Am I like, it makes me feel a bit judgmental, but honestly I've had the ick and I've made lists of things that have given me the ick. Um, So (laughs) are you guys ready? Yes. I'm so ready. So I went on a date with a guy who constantly one-upped me the whole date. He was like, oh, do you exercise? And I was like, yeah, I love to run. And he's like, how how many kilometers do you run? And at that time I was doing three kilometers at a time. And he's like, is that it? Why do you even bother running? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he goes, I wouldn't leave the house unless I did six kilometers. And I'm like, well, if you're just going to ask me and then degrade me, why did you even ask the question? Like, it was gross. And then throughout the date, he kept like asking me questions like, oh, about my career as a creative. And I said, oh, and I have a backup plan. He's like, why do you have a backup plan? You're never going to, any, anyone that has a backup plan is never going to make it. And I was like, can you shut up? Oh my God. I was like, what are you doing? And then, yeah. So. Hold on. This was a first date, right? Yeah. Honestly, no more props dates to for him. This man. I love it. I love it when somebody lays down all of their toxic things straight away, first up, so I know not to go on a date with them ever again. That no, is horrendous. I agree. See, I... that was a huge ick. I was like, ill, get away from me. Like, I cannot stand this anymore. Luckily, he, like, I usually allow myself to, like, pay. I'll either pay or I'll go halves. And mm-hmm. I just like paying for first dates because I don't want them to feel like, we can get into that in a whole nother topic, but I don't, oh, yes. I feel like there's a certain power balance with that sort of thing, but he paid. And I was like, I will let you pay because you've given me the ick. Um, <laughs> this is punishment. <laughs> bad hygiene. Like when someone has really bad breath or just stinks in general, like that worries me because I'm like, how can you not smell that? I don't want to have sex with someone that stinks. I wouldn't <laughs> want to hang out with someone for a long, continuous time if they had like, very obvious bad hygiene i was gonna say i have broken up friendships because of that like not relationships but like friendships yeah really (laughs) Really? i feel like i'd be so tolerant in a friendship but not in a relationship Mm. i feel Mm, like in a friendship you can be more honest with them you can be like hey what is your routine looking like because (laughs) you and me need to have a serious conversation about that (laughs) gently persuade them to use soap (laughs) just like passively aggressively like give them soap every like christmas birthday mother's day father's day 
Children's <laughs> Day. Any day you can take advantage of. Um, yeah. And no, then, while you were talking, I actually just yeah. recalled like uh, one like absolutely horrendous experience I ever had. And I think that categorizes as the ick. So I went on a date, very bad date. Um, that wasn't the ick part. Um, a really dumb part of me. This was when I first started using dating apps. First time ever meeting a random stranger off the internet. And my um, naive young mind was like, oh, we can try, like, maybe I'll go on one more date and see how it goes. And while that was all happening, he he and I were, like, still texting. We were going through the, you know, like, talking phase still. And he took a screenshot of my, like, DP, my, like, display picture on WhatsApp and made that his wallpaper. Too much to see. And I was like, I am really uncomfortable with this. <laughs> and I told him that. And he was like, can you send me a nicer photo of yourself? And I'm like, no, we've met once. Did We're not nice doing photo? this. Please, like, never talk to me again. Oh, my God. I shouldn't laugh at that because that is so creepy. But also, like, it got so much creepier. I don't know if y'all want to hear that. <laughs> so I, like, um blocked i like um told him like hey i don't think we should continue talking i feel really uncomfortable about this like situation i don't think we're gonna meet up again cool fair response yeah very nice very polite and then i um like blocked him and he found my instagram and then proceeded to spam call me on instagram and then after that when i blocked him on because he kept texting me and he was like like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you like this to me? Um, and I was like, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Can you please leave me alone? And he called me on a different phone numerous times. Oh and I tried God. to block the number and he like somehow found my friend's Instagram and started harassing me through her. And it was just very traumatic. I was like, what is this? Yeah, not hot at all. That is major mm. ick vibes. Yeah. I was going to say, this is like ick to the next level. Yeah, I wanted to bring in my last major ick, just to sum it up. Okay. Uh, when a guy calls me bubs, not, mm. not hot. Mm. That is like, Mm-mm. um. All right, great. I'm glad that Liz could open up about an ick. Taming Traumatic. still discovering whether she's experienced one, but we've delved in a few here. So, guys, what are we? Like, it's been a week. Tell me. We are taking things casually and moving more into a serious cohabiting podcast. I love that for us. Relationship. How do you feel, Tammy? Do you feel the same? (laughs) Look, I feel like the newest member of the group as I did not have the pleasure of joining you ladies last week on your first episode and which by the way you can listen to on our podcast you can find us at Naughty Rude Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, basically everywhere that you catch a podcast but that aside though I think that this brings up a phenomenal question though the what are we talk (laughs) as as demonstrated by yours truly what are we? How do we ask this question? When do we ask this question? How do we just feel ask about it. it? Just ask it. Yeah. Just see, ask- I've never had a problem with asking it, to be honest. Because, like, I don't mm. know, I've had a lot of friends that bring this up and it's like, oh my God, when do we have the talk and how does it happen and this and that? And 
I just think that if you're going to be having any sort of relationship with anyone, whether it be friendly, whether it be sexual, whether it be romantic, that like, you know, there should be like a a kind of a structure for boundaries in place. And I only really say that because I'm a lady who loves some boundaries. And yeah, I usually word it a little bit different instead of what are we? I'm like, okay, where are we going? Can Mm. we establish some boundaries? If we need to put labels on it, we're putting labels. Like how are you feeling from your side? I basically try and dance around the what are we because Mm, mm -hmm. I feel like it has a stigma behind it. But Yeah, I agree. I try to like get out of that and change the wording around it. And I think it's also important to like discuss when you should be asking that question. And for me, I feel like the right time is when you know what you want from the relationship. Therefore, you're presenting that person with the question to suss out what they want. So if I wanted it casual, I would be at that point thinking, now we need to have this chat or vice versa with a relationship. And the way I would go about it is more casual. If I was wanting a relationship, I'd be like, so are you my boyfriend? Or how would you explain me to your mom? Like, who would you say? Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good way of putting it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> how about you, Liz? I, I don't know. I've I've always just kind of just asked or like slowly in a conversation, it's been like, you know, brought up and then we've just been like, I guess we're dating or like, you know, I guess this is a thing. So it's it's always been very, I've never had to actually think about it. Oh, good. So I'm like the worst nice. person to ask this question. That's nice when it moves <laughs> smoothly and naturally and there's good communication but otherwise, mm. suss out, as we said last week, we said the same sort of thing, like how they talk about you to other people. If you overhear it, it's good yeah, to Yeah, 100%. Know. Like, See, are they having you put... meet their friends? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say that I was going to bring up that topic because the conversation that you ladies had last week was really good. Um, Again, listen to the podcast if you heard it last week. But, yeah, just... Because I think that that's something that I didn't catch on to for a really long time was kind of picking up the clues that I get from people, seeing how they talk about me to other people, whether it be in front of me or like I've just glanced over at their phone and seen something or whatnot. So I don't know. I think that this really ties in. (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) Look, Mm. you would hope not. And as you said, Tammy, it's a really good point discovering where the boundaries are when having that Mm. conversation, like if you're feeling like you want to take things further and perhaps open up your boundaries and you don't think that they know that they like, you're happy for them to hold your hand or get more physical, then that's also another important time to be like, Hey, you know, I'm ready for this. Are you? Mm. Mm. Or do you see it going this way? If they're not ready yet, do you see it going this way? Are you prepared for that? I'm actually curious. So like, um, we all kind of like have like, we've all had to answer or ask it before. How would we like answer it? Like, cause I've never had to answer that question. No one's asked me what we are. So I don't, <laughs> I'm just like curious. Mm. I would, it's like so dependent. If someone, if I wanted them to be my boyfriend, I would say, I'm starting to feel feelings. I like you because this, this, and this, and I'd want you to be my boyfriend. It sounds like so yeah. high school, but I'd be cute about it. No, but sometimes that's good though, because like 
and it gives it a label and sometimes you, you need a label no, just because definitely. it's more comfortable like that way you're both on the same page it like I don't know labels can be great I get that some people don't like labels that's fine shouldn't have to live your life by labels but like labels can be phenomenal mm. I agree yeah, they can be both scaring and scary and freeing, depending on how you <laughs> feel about that person. I feel See, like all this being you're... said, though, last time that somebody asked me what we were, I did try and play it off as in like, oh, I just thought it would organically happen and I thought we already were boyfriend and girlfriend, but, like, I was so grateful that they asked me, not going to lie. I don't know why I was trying to play it off like that. I was just trying to be cool. I don't know why I was trying to be cool. It didn't come off as cool. <laughs> You're cool to me. That's all that matters. <laughs> right. Well, we've answered a few different ways of when is the right time, when setting boundaries, when you feel the time is right yourself, when you've defined yourself, what you think it is, and to see if your significant other or not so significant other feels the same. So, so, so scandalous. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on the scene. You're joined by myself, Lena, Liz, and Tammy. So just a reminder that you can actually find us on Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you've missed out on any of our, you know, previous episodes, you can hit us up on the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere you get podcasts, we're probably there. If we're not there, go somewhere else. We'll be there. Um, and if you want to get involved, you can go to show.tumblr.com slash ask and just... Send us literally anything. You don't need an account. It's totally anonymous. We'd love to hear what you have to say. So we've actually been talking about the ick and what are we, and that was super interesting. Coming up next, we've got a few cool topics for you guys, like how soon is too soon to have sex when dating? How many times does the average person fall in love? And one more listener question that you guys will just have to listen out for. So just a reminder that we are talking about some relatively sensitive topics. And if you are having difficulty with the content, here are some helplines. So we've got Beyond Blue with 1-300-224-636. That's 1-300-224-636. Kids Helpline with 1-800-55-1800. That's 1-800-55-1800. And Q Life Helpline at 1-800-184-527. That's 1-800-184-527. Just a reminder that we aren't medical professionals. Even though we like talking about these things, we aren't actually qualified to. We can only really offer our advice. So, so, so scandalous. And our next question that we are discussing is, how soon is too soon to have sex when dating? Tammy, let's start off. Like, I want to get into this. I want to start off with saying that with Sex in the City and rom-coms, they tend to like have this idea that three dates in is the normal time to start to like allow sex into the relationship. Do you guys agree? What do you think? I feel like my answer to this is what my answer is to most things on this show, which is it all depends. <laughs> On what? Well, just the scenario, the scenario and what's happening. Um, and, yeah, look, I can tell you straight up firsthand from my most previous relationship, I did have a different outlook on it than I have um, in other relationships. 
um, only because I've never really cared about that. I've never really subscribed to anything. Um, whenever I'm feeling for it, I'll go for it. Mm-hmm. But my most, most recent partner that I had, um, he had not had sex before he met me. And I knew that. And I really took it in my stride where I was like, no, we're going to take it really slow and steady. Like I'm not going to force them into anything, obviously, because that would be a really terrible, awful thing to do. But also like, you know, make it clear that like there's no expectation. It's all chill. We're all vibing. Like everything is honky dory. And I was expecting to wait months. Um, And then that didn't happen at all. Um, It was days. So... (laughs) Wow. There, there's a bit of personal gospel and how my opinion changed on that very, very quickly. But um, I don't know. That's kind of my take is that it all depends on whatever relationship you're in. I go think, at your own pace. If you're feeling it, go for it. I think, like, honestly, as long as, like, both parties are consenting to what's about to happen, then that's that's all that matters. That's, like, that's how I feel. I feel like if you you feel like you're ready for it and the other party is, like, down and, like, ready to do the devil's tango with you then y'all should do the devil's tango behind some closed doors or wherever y'all actually behind some closed doors (laughs) want to implicate stuff (laughs) in a safe space yes yeah so true and there is this whole idea I feel like societally like at least when I was growing up I'm not sure about you guys but I can assume in a western society most of you would experience the same and perhaps in an Asian sort of society as well is this whole idea that you might come across as easy if you have sex too soon um and yeah I really have struggled that with that and I still struggle with that whole idea about when is too soon to have sex um even with the idea of waiting till marriage I've had thoughts about that for a long time in my head personally and I've really had to like come to terms and like do research with different sexologists like not personally but like looking and reading books to understand sex and like knowing that it's not like a sin or something you should feel guilty about Mm. if you're in a consensual relationship I found it really hard, like from teenagehood to adulthood, if I'm honest. No, I definitely agree that it's something that's really heavily pushed on, pushed on us from a very young age that like, you know, if you do this, you're like, you're losing this big part of yourself and no one's going to respect you in the future. No one's going to love you. No one's going to care about you. And it's like, it's really hard to like unlearn those habits. And I really think that like, as a generation, we're growing up. And I, I hope that like when I'm a parent, I don't do that to my kid. And they grow up in a environment where they they learn that there's a lot more, there's a lot more that, that comes into play when it comes to, you know, how soon is too soon. Like I wouldn't want to do what the previous generation did to us where we grew up thinking that it was like this huge problem. Mm, totally, totally. Mm. That comes down to sex education as well in schools, which I feel, in my opinion, there couldn't be enough. I feel mm. like there's still not enough. Um, no, definitely. And going to um, sometimes, it, at least in my own experience, religious schools, I went to a Catholic school, tend to not be as strong on sexual education, but they are getting better, which is great. Um, yeah, how was your experience, Tammy, with like how did you, did you ever have guilt growing up about sex too soon or...? To be honest, the only time that I, well, the most I have felt guilt when it comes to new relationships and stuff is through online dating. Only because through online dating, you are thrown into a situation quite quickly of 
Like mm. it's like it doesn't tend to be like a friendship that blossoms and builds over time. Like it is something that kind of has like that pretense of <laughs> we met on a dating yeah. app, so we want something from it. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. people want different things from dating apps. Some people do just want to get down and dirty, and some people do want like a wholesome relationship and stuff, um, which is totally fine either way. But I generally, when I'm using dating apps, kind of want something a little bit more long term, something a little bit more serious. Um, I'm not really into the idea of meeting people and only having sex with them mm. and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I get that mm. some people can do that. It's not me. Yeah, um, I agree. But, yeah, the only real, I don't know, intense kind of anxiety that I felt around those situations is when I'm like, oh, no, if I do this too quickly, then I'm not going to get what I want out of it, which is dumb because if they're persistent, they're going to wait around. Mm-hmm. And if if all like if all they do want is sex, they're gonna wait around and wait until they get that, and then they will move on. Mm-hmm. That is, I know, true. true. That's just my thoughts, but I don't know. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Any thoughts about online dating? Any thoughts about anything? Yeah, I feel as though it's good to um, do education, like your own self education, in different means um, through different sex books, health sex health positive books and whether you're religious and have discussions with different people and get a multifaceted approach before making your own decision. Lena, would you like to ask a question? Yeah, I have my own question this week, which might be because of my psychological background. I find it so interesting, the concept of falling in love and how often people tend to fall in love in their lifetime. Obviously, there's some people Mm. that fall in love once and they stick with the same partner. But on average, for other people, how normal, like how many times do people fall in love? Personally, I've been in love once. How many times have you guys been in love? I was so dreading that you are going to ask me that question because honest to God, like, well, because, okay, only because I feel like now that I'm past that being in love stage, it doesn't feel real anymore. Like, I think that I could, like, definitely at certain points in my life, I would have been able to tell you, like, hand over my heart, yep, I'm in love. But in hindsight, I'm like, really, though? Like, was I? Mm. Like, for real? So I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm emotionally stunted. I don't know. Liz, do you have have thoughts? I know. It's like (laughs) I have a very difficult relationship with um, love. Like, I don't even know if I, I like, okay, I, I can, I can very safely say that I think, or I, I am in love with my current partner, mostly because, you know, as we mentioned in the previous show, I do think that I could spend the rest of my life with him. And I think by definition, that is love. But, you know, it's very clinical for me. It's all very like, it's not a, oh, I'm in love with him because I'm in love. It's like, I'm in love with him because I know I can spend the rest of my life with him. So I have a very weird relationship with love and that word and how I define it. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure to define that word. I don't, I don't know. Like, is that something that you guys feel? Totally experienced that. Like my first, the only person I've fallen in love with was my first boyfriend at 16, yeah. 17 years old. And then my heart was broken, shattered, one week of crying horrible horrible I was like I'm never gonna love again like I was done 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 and then after that I've just have not fallen in love and I'm like I feel the same I'm like am I thinking about it too much have I not Mm -hmm. met the right person but just gotta go with the feels I think I just haven't met the right person but I do know what you're saying about overthinking the science of it and it's 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 like 
I feel like it's just unnecessarily scary to define like falling in love and like to to let yourself think that you've fallen in love. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I think that there are different stages to it, which is mm. why it's weird for me in hindsight to be like, was I was I really in love? But like, I feel like at first it's just like an overwhelming sense of emotion. It's like, oh my god, like you're really cute, and I really like talking to you. But then over time, that's when it becomes clinical, and it's like, now nah, you're my person, like. I'm staying with you forever. You cannot get rid of me. Or at least that's how I've seen it in my experiences. But I do think that it kind of, it shifts and it moves over time. And Totally. I think what it is. Yeah, I think you guys have both really summed it up well with the whole idea of who you would be happily seeing yourself with for Mm -hmm. a long time. I think that's really indicative of love. Do you guys think it's like possible to fall in love more than once? Yeah. Because, you know, I I feel like we get raised with the idea that your true love is that, like, you know, that one person. You can't have any other true love, otherwise it wouldn't be true love. (laughs) Yeah, well, there is polyamory. There's people that have multiple relationships. And, like, falling in, like, can you love more than one person at the same time, fall in love? with more? That's crazy. Obviously, it's not for everyone. Mm. I haven't ever had feelings for two people at the same time. But, man, if you've got the love to give and you have the time to share it, why not? <laughs> like, you, you see on reality TV shows like Bachelor or something where you'll like the Bachelors having their interview and they're like, I'm in love with two people, I can't decide between the two. Mm, does that is really it, happen? Yeah. Is it bad? I don't really think that that's real love. I feel no. like that's just infatuation mm. at best. I'm like, True. yeah, you don't love them just calm down a hundred percent it's it's an artificial environment in those reality tv shows Mm. that's what makes them so juicy and spicy to watch (laughs) but see outside of that situation though i don't know if they're because it's not uncommon to date multiple people at once when like you know you haven't got anything serious going on but i don't know do you think that like if you've got a couple of couple of people on the go you're struggling to choose between a couple of people. Like, I don't know. Do you think that that's love? Do you think you can find love in those situations? Do you think that, I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone have any thoughts with that? I feel like you definitely can. But, I mean, that's just also because, like, my definition is very, like, <laughs> clinical. <laughs> like, at the end <laughs> of the day, for me, I'm like, love is a decision, not a feeling. Wow. True. I've never actually thought about it that way. Oh, my God. I, I feel ex- totally different, which the way I answered that, I feel totally different. I'm like, it is a feeling, not a decision, because I have been with someone who I was like, I really, really want to love you, but I don't. And oh. I don't know why. And I tried and I couldn't. And I was like, I'm going to decide to be with you. And I was like, this does not feel right. You've got great qualities, but... When it comes down to it, I don't love you. Like, I don't feel that. But how did you, like, come to that decision? It just felt weird. It didn't feel right. <laughs> this I'm is so interesting. Feeler, yeah. You guys have, like, really caught me in the middle because I don't really know where I am with it. I don't know if I'm... Um, leave it open-ended. More experience. Let's leave it open-ended. Love is yeah. vague. <laughs> so coming up next, we've actually got another listener's question. So the question's actually, I'm totally in love with someone that lives very far away from me. What's the best way to go about a long-distance relationship? What do you guys think? 
See, I think this has come at a really good time only because um, for those who have just missed it, we were just talking about um, how many times, you know, the average person falls in love and we did kind of land on the debate of whether love is a feeling or a decision. And now that we've had the feeling or decision debate, I feel like it's influenced how I view long-term, rela- I mean, long-term relationships, sorry, long-distance relationships. How so? Just because I feel like, well, I feel like it really reinforces that it is a choice that you're making. And, like, of course feelings are involved. Of course feelings are there. But I don't know, maybe it's because I'm, like, a visual person and um, attention deficit where, like, I need that stimulation and stuff right in front of me all the time to know that it's there. And then, you know, if it's long distance or it's harder to do that, it's, I don't know, it's tricky to have those feelings and keep in contact with it and this and that and whatever. And I don't know, I feel like, I feel like just vocalizing the feelings and decision thing has just really altered the way that I look at this long distance thing. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys have any thoughts? Yeah. Wow. Long distance dating. That is a lot. I feel like you need to have proper investment in the person before you consider long distance dating because I was dating a guy for one month when I was living in Denmark and he said like, do you want to do long distance? Because he was going away to South America for six months. And I was like, I don't know if we're at that level yet. Like there's a lot that needs to be established before making that commitment to be long distance, because you're literally taking up time in your week, like, or daily to make a call. And it's a different exchange. It's not quality time where you're meeting up. If you've got someone physically present within the same area as you, that you're dating, you can do fun activities together. You could learn new skills together. You can cook together. There's so many tasks that you can do that is, that are also productive. Whereas if you're having a long distance relationship, it's like intentionally talking and like, you can watch Netflix and things and but, like, I feel like the pressure so much more on, like, you two rather than doing fun activities together. But I actually please, Liz. concur because okay. you can do all these things while in a long-distance relationship Ooh, as someone who's done it before. You have the experience, so we are ready to hear your experience. Um, you. So what we did was I'll just give, an, like, a little rundown of – oh, wait, okay, so background had a – Close to nine-month relationship, purely online, never met him before, only, like, spoken online, met him for the first time when I arrived in Australia. Just background. Um, So, like, you were saying that, like, you know, in real life you can, you know, go on dates and, like, do, you know, cooking in real life and, like, you can watch movies and stuff like that. And it's it's really interesting because, actually, I, I did all of that in my relationship online. So we'd, you know, pick a day and we'd be like, let's have a dinner together. And I, so I didn't know how to cook before really like planning on leaving Singapore. And he's a chef. So we would call and I'd be struggling to cook on one end and he'd have finished his meal. But we, we'd be on a call and I'd be like, so how do I, what do I do with the, the steak? Um, do I, do I just like, do I season it on the top? <laughs> or like, how do I, um, how do I sear it? Do I do the low heat? And then he'd just be on the other end like, Liz, um, don't ask me stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute, though. And we wow. have like movie dates, and like I think with, I mean personally, I think that with COVID and the whole you know, big no no block of two years, 
a lot of people learned how to do like quote unquote long distance relationships by, you know, um, Netflix had the whole like sharing, you know, people Ring started charity. watching. Yeah. And, um, you know, you play video games online and you, it was just, I think because I got so used to talking to my friends via a very similar way, I, I, it just kind of worked out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends on your needs. Like with Tammy saying that she prefers like a sensory experience with dating. Mm. I, I agree. Um, but see, also uh, yeah. keeping that in mind though, I think the interesting thing about Liz's, um, you know, relationship experience is that it started online. Mm. It already started with that dynamic. True. Yeah, I definitely think that makes a difference. I think that yeah. if I had started in person and then like, you know, had him disappear for nine months of my life, I think it would, I don't think I would have particularly struggled personally, but I do think that it would have been like marginally more difficult. Like you you have something to miss. Mm. Like, you know, you've hugged the person yeah. before, you've like, you've like touched it's them. It's so like, mysterious. Exactly. Wow. That takes See, that's solid. the beauty though, is because like, look, every relationship dynamic is different in the first place let alone a long distance one. If you're going mm. from like already being in person to long distance, it's definitely doable. It's definitely manageable, but the relationship dynamic most likely will change around or have to change around for it to, you know, work for both sides. Mm. So I think that's just kind of the biggest heads up that, you know, if you're thinking about a long distance relationship, like they, they work, they are phenomenal for so many people, but, but it difficult. might be a different yeah, it might just be a different dynamic to what you've had, what you're used to, what, I know, different to your, I want to say expectations, but not really expectations. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like you know. have to curb your expectations a bit. Like it's, I have found that it is a lot harder to set aside time for a call than it is to set aside time for a physical meetup. You know, when you, you're planning mm. on meetings up with someone, you set aside three hours of your day to that or even the full day to that but to a call you're like ah yeah say hi say bye you know there's no real like pressure on putting time on a call oh okay so you're saying it's easier with a call no I'm saying it's easier in real life sorry oh okay yeah that's what I felt but yeah it's good that it's like I appreciate that you've added your own personal experience to letting us know that it's not as dry as perhaps I first thought. So yeah, there's ways to make it fun, as you've said. And remember, listeners listening today, uh, you can always reach out to us on the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask to submit any of your own questions. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We have had a phenomenal show. Um, we got to talk about some really cool things. We got to talk about the ick, which is a concept that I don't think I've ever heard before, but it just makes sense. Um, let us know if you've ever had the ick, by the way. Um, you can do that through our Tumblr at the naughtyretro.tumblr.com slash ask. Hit us up. Ask us questions. Yeah, we also talked about other great things. We talked about what are we. We answered a couple of questions. We've just had a really good show, to be honest. If you'd like some more Naughty Rude content from us, you can find us on our social medias at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, like I said just before, we've got the Tumblr. That is the best place that you can interact with us. Um, tell us stories, send us questions, literally anything that you want. 
we will take it. Um, <laughs> we love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear from our lovely listeners um, as well. If you have missed today's show, you can listen to it on our podcast, The Naughty Rude Show, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically everywhere that you can get a podcast, you can find us. But, yeah, what do you ladies think of today's show? Lovely. Pretty good content. Yeah. (laughs) It was some interesting uh, content, especially around the falling in love. I feel like we've all had some questions there that we can go home with and perhaps re-approach sometime or not. It's a very interesting talking point. And, yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Naughty Roots show on Sin. You were joined by myself, Lena, Liz, and Tammy. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Good night. Bye.